0: Welcome to Behind the Curtain, where we take a closer look at the issues of the day that you might not hear about from the mainstream media. We talk with people who know what's behind the smokescreen of what they want you to see and what's really going on. People whose expertise gives an inside view of the issues that are important to all of us. I'm your host, Jackie Guzda. Justin Goodman is the Vice President of Advocacy and Public Policy at the White Coat Waste Project. For more than a decade, Justin has led grassroots campaigns to expose and end wasteful and cruel animal experiments by tax-funded universities and government agencies. His winning campaigns included stopping psychological experiments on baby monkeys at the National Institutes of Health, ending taxpayer-funded invasive brain experiments on cats, halting the deadly use of pigs, cats, and other animals in outdated military training drills, ending the use of homeless dogs and cats in tax-funded experiments, and blocking radiation tests on monkeys by NASA. And all this first started back here in Connecticut at the University of Connecticut, where you went, right, Justin?
1: That's true, yeah. In uh, 2004, I was finishing my undergrad degree at UConn uh, and discovered that there was a monkey lab at the medical school campus in in Farmington. Uh, No one really knew about it. It never had been in the news before, and it just seemed kind of odd to me that this was happening at my university and it was so secretive so i started sending some emails around digging in learned how to use the freedom of information act and we discovered that uh, there was a professor at the Yukon health center who had been uh, for several years uh, he'd received about 1.7 million dollars of memory serves to uh, drill holes in monkeys heads that had uh, implant electrodes in their brains to see what different parts of the brain did And uh, a lot of monkeys had died in those projects. There had been violations of the law. And again, none of this was ever publicized. Um, So I was just an undergrad student at that point. I'd never done activism before, but kind of decided that this was going to be my calling. And we, my wife, who was also a student at UConn at the time, launched uh, a student animal group at the university and uh, campaigning. Uh, And fast forward about two years, the lab shut down. The Yukon had to give some money back to the government for some of the violations. Um, and I was kind of off to the races. And at that time, 2007 is when I kind of started my professional career uh, working to end animal experimentation that's funded by taxpayers.
0: Wow. So now you work for the White Coat Waste Project. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am the vice president of advocacy and public policy at White Coat Waste Project, and we're a taxpayer watchdog group with about half a million members. And we focus on the $20 billion, 15 to $20 billion in animal testing that the government funds every year. Uh, And I think a lot of people, uh, just like I was back in 2004, 2005, was shocked to learn that the federal government is the largest funder of animal testing uh, in the country, not only in the country but in the world. The U.S. government is at the top of the list, uh, and you know the the abuses range from what I saw, well, you know, what we learned about at UConn uh, to things we're fighting now, like nicotine testing on monkeys at the FDA or heart attack tests on puppies at the Department of Veterans Affairs. Um, Fifteen billion dollars means a lot of wasted money, a lot of abused animals a lot of dashed hopes for people who are waiting for cures that are not gonna come from animal testing. Uh, so it's really a, a big problem that everyone should care about.
0: But you know that the opposite argument is that if you are alive on this earth and you are a citizen of the United States, that you have benefited from these experiments, life-saving experiments to humans.
1: Yeah, and I, I certainly hear that all the time. And the, and the truth is, is uh, the National Institutes of Health which is the single largest funder of animal testing in the U.S. in terms of the single agency, admits that 90 to 95 percent of animal tests of drugs and treatments that pass animal tests fail in humans because they're ineffective or they're dangerous. Um, so we have a, a, we're talking about a 95 percent failure rate. Um, and even the few things that do get through the clinical trial process, uh, most of them have to be relabeled because there are side effects that were not predicted in animal tests.
0: Wait, um, so that's yeah. Uh, that's a little shocking. No, go ahead. Yeah, you're telling me that 95% of these experiments do not translate to humans?
1: Yes, and while federal agencies are lamenting that problem on one, one hand, they're continuing to throw money at this problematic practice on the other hand. So there's really uh, a, dr- a dramatic lack of accountability and transparency when it comes to how the government is spending our money. Uh, on science.
0: So uh, what's the reason? Yeah, what's the reason for that? Why, if if what you're saying is true, why year after year after year do our tax dollars go into funding these experiments?
1: It's, uh, unfortunately, I know it's cynical, but it's true. It comes down to the almighty dollar uh, that universities, UConn included, for example, are receiving tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars from the federal government. And universities, for instance, take 40% off right off the top for administrative costs, operating expenses. So it's very lucrative both for uh, institutions and for the the experimenters who receive the money and pay their salaries and their mortgage that way. Um. Um, And there's a powerful lobby that represents universities, colleges, and professors that want to keep the gravy train chugging along. Um, And unfortunately, Many of these groups and these individuals are willing to abuse their authority and scaremonger and make people think exactly what you just said, that if they don't torture animals, people are not going to have uh, cures and treatments for disease, which is actually, uh, it's not true. It's never been true, and there's no evidence to suggest <laughs> that that's the case. Uh, and I think that 95% failure rate is all the evidence we need, that we need, we need to do better. We need to do better for animals. We need to do better for Americans.
0: So there's about a 95% failure rate. About how long has this industry been going on?
1: Um, Animal experimentation has... I mean, you could look back to Galen, kind of the first famous scientist physician uh, 2,000 years ago, and he is reportedly responsible for... I apologize for any noise you might hear. Um, Galen is responsible for some of the first animal experiments on record when he was just trying to discover... You know, he was interested in basic physiology and anatomy because we knew nothing about that. Um, obviously, 2019, the situation was vastly different. We have uh, incredible technology that far supersedes animal testing. For instance, uh, at, uh, Harvard, there's an, uh, uh, at Harvard, there's a group called the Wyss Institute. That's uh, W-Y-S-S. And they've developed uh, technology called Organs on Chips, which are miniature, fully functioning human organs uh, built from human cells and tissues that actually mimic human biology and how it reacts to drugs rather than uh, contrived experiments in which mice, dogs, or monkeys are being inflicted with diseases they would never get. Uh, they don't really get even when it's forced on them. And of course, uh, we've uh, diverged so many millions of years ago that suggesting that we can predict what happens in a human by doing something in a mouse is just stupidity.
0: Mm. So there's plenty of different experiments going on out there. Can you just tell us about perhaps one of the worst that you've seen?
1: Sure. You know, the, in terms of the scale of the problem, as I mentioned, we're talking about 15 to $20 billion in, in tax money, but we're also talking about about 100 million animals in labs in the United States alone. Um We actually, one of our big campaigns in the past few years that had a happy ending was we discovered that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, had spent $5.5 million on a project that involved, and this is recent, this only ended last year, a project that involved addicting baby monkeys to nicotine uh, and then studying withdrawal symptoms. And this is a project, again, that was funded very quietly Uh, secretively. Members of Congress didn't even know what was going on. Uh, We discovered it was happening. We exposed it using the Freedom of Information Act and a lawsuit through which we got documents and videos of the project. Uh, We enlisted Dr. Jane Goodall, the world-famous primatologist, to join the campaign and convinced the FDA to not only end the project, uh, but to relocate those monkeys to an accredited sanctuary called Jungle Friends in Florida. And I had the pleasure of going down there with CNN last month uh, to videotape the arrival of those monkeys and tell uh, the story about you know how they got there and, and their happy ending. But that unfortunately is um, an anomaly because usually uh, we're not you know in most cases people don't know what's going on and we're not able to stop what's happening. Um, but we do in addition to that FDA victory, um, we're working right now to end heart attack experiments on puppies at the Department of Veterans Affairs, um, the VA obviously is charged with um, providing care and services to veterans, but instead uh, they are buying puppies and injecting latex into their arteries to give them heart attacks, and then forcing them to run on treadmills to stress their damaged hearts. That other That's down in Richmond, Virginia. In Cleveland, the VA is uh, severing puppy spinal cords to cripple them. And in Milwaukee, the VA has been drilling holes into puppy skulls. Uh, again, this is all happening with our tax dollars, um, in government facilities that, again, even the members of Congress representing these areas didn't know about. Um, Luckily, this has been an outstanding bipartisan issue that has really united the far left, the far right, and everyone in between to work on behalf of taxpayers and on behalf of veterans and animals. Uh, So last session, there was a piece of legislation called the Puppers Act introduced by a bipartisan group. It had over 100 co-sponsors by the end of Congress uh, to completely end these experiments. And we were able to cut many of them and are continuing to do the work um, to end them completely. And if people go to puppersact.com, they can directly write to their members of Congress about that.
0: That's terrific. You know, on a personal note, I have a beagle, and I would do anything in the world for him. But my understanding is that in these labs, most of the dogs they use are beagles, are they not?
1: That's absolutely right. And on the National Institutes of Health's website, it says very clearly that they choose to use beagles because they're small and docile. And that means they're easy to store and they're easy to abuse. There's not a scientific reason they use them. There's a kind of uh, devilish reason they use them. It's that they're the easiest dogs to torment. Uh, and it's in the United States, there's about sixty thousand dogs in laboratories, about uh, thirty thousand cats in laboratories. Uh, these are animals who who most Americans consider members of their families. That's right. Uh, and would do and like you, would do anything for them. myself, included, I have cats and a dog at home. Um, and here we are being forced to pay for their torture and death in government facilities. And this is something that most Americans oppose. Uh, Pew Research every few years does a national poll asking uh, a variety of questions about different social issues, one of them being animal testing. And in 2018, for the first time in history, a majority of Americans oppose animal testing. Uh, What's also remarkable is that there was a 50 percent rise in the number of Republicans who oppose animal testing over the last decade, and White Coat West Project's audience our kind of reason for being was to is to widen the tent of people who are engaged in advocating on these issues. Um, so we do try to create a home for everybody, no matter what their personal political persuasion is. That if you hate government waste, or you hate animal abuse, or you hate government-funded animal abuse, um, we're your home. We're the we're the group that represents your your values and your interests and are fighting to represent you here on Capitol Hill, where I am today meeting with members of Congress who are who are fighting the good fight and actually giving awards to some of them who have been outstanding leaders on this issue. Um, again, at a time when members of Congress and, frankly, Americans across the country are more divided than ever, it's really refreshing to find an issue um, that can bridge that divide and, and find common ground.
0: Great. Well, listen, I know that you're on a tight time schedule, but for those people listening— to this podcast, who want to take action, what are you going to tell them?
1: Well, I would encourage everyone to go to PuppersAct.com, and if that's just like it sounds, P-U-P-P-E-R-S-Act.com. That'll bring you to our website where you can write to Congress directly, let them know that you don't want your taxpayers, your taxpayer dollars being spent to torture puppies. Um, And through that, you'll be enrolled in our online system. You'll get updates. You'll be able to uh, take action on other campaigns and make sure that uh, in your name and with your tax money, the government is not going to abuse animals.
0: Great. Well, I want to thank you very much. This has been Justin Goodman. He is the Vice President of Advocacy and Public Policy at the White Coat Waste Project. And listeners can also go to the thewhitecoatwasteproject.org to get more information. Thank you so much, Justin. Keep up the good work.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: Bye. This has been Behind the Curtain, a conversation about the issues that affect our lives. Behind the Curtain is produced under the auspices of Western Connecticut State University. Come back and listen. There's a new show at the start and the middle of every month. I'm Jackie Gusta. Talk to you soon.